Well, we have certainly returned to the world of Inuyasha, and by returning, we're actually going to watch not a regular episode. Mm-hmm. We're watching um, a motion picture. A film. A featured film. Because that apparently is a thing you can do. Yeah, y- you can. <laughs> You sure can. We we sure did. We sure did. Hello, welcome to this excuse me, this week's episode of Jared Now Watch <laughs> in Yasha. It is episode fifty-five. 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 I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Allen Ladium. Hello, hello. And we are watching Inuyasha the movie. Affections touching across time. Ba-ba-bum. And yeah, so this uh, this basically takes place supposedly between the last episode we just watched and the next episode we would be watching. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a perfect place to throw this in. Yeah, and like all of the like watch order things, it says to watch this film next. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is basically like a lot of shonen anime movies where like it's not necessarily the most canon thing, right? But it is something they made to make money. <laughs> Correct. That is true. Yep. Um, you mentioned to me that you had not watched a lot of these films since you had watched them the first time. Like you, you said, like you watched the series multiple times, but like you didn't go back and watch like the movies. No, the same I've, amount of times. I've watched the series multiple times. I have only watched the movies a single time each. Yeah. I guess this one I've watched now twice. Did you? Were you like a? fan of these movies when you watched them the first time or were you just like I just want more content in this series and that's why I'm watching these that okay (laughs) (laughs) and now that you've watched this one a second time yep how has your opinion do you think changed since then (laughs) I mean it's as we talked about off stream off stream off off recording um it this is this is like three filler episodes. This is a filler arc just mm-hmm. thrown into a film. Yeah. And, and like some filler can be nice. Um, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like there are some filler arcs in Inuyasha that I think are really, really well done. Um, and then you also have, on the other hand, there's just filler arcs that are not good <laughs> and are just there for the sake of literally just being filler. <laughs> and I think that's what this is. Yeah. Like you, you could probably definitely see if like they had an idea for this and were like, Oh, we should do this, but then they just ripped it out of the the TV series and like, we'll just make a movie out of this. Yep. <laughs> um. So that's kind of where this is. It, it it definitely is a thing of like, there's no stakes in this at all. None. Because you realize that like they're they have to introduce this big bad to make it like remotely interesting, but like you know it's not going to be re- anything detrimental or anything because like it's not going to show up in the rest of the series at all. Right. And like I think we talked about this at the very beginning of like, oh well. There's no way this big bad would be even remotely worthwhile because, like, Naraku's still around and he probably wouldn't want some other dude encroaching on his territory of wanting to get all the Shikan shards and do all that stuff and kill Inuyasha and do all that. And the Shikan jewel's not even this guy's goal at all. No, he just has it. It's like, ah, whatever, who cares? Yeah, like, he, his goal is not to collect them. He just is like, all right. I, I want power. I want power and I want to I kill Inuyasha. Um, cause his, his dad killed my dad and that's real not cool. 
Yeah, again, the, the, I feel like we've already seen this. We literally just seen this a couple of episodes ago as a as an arc. Yep, yep. In the show, so like this isn't even like a new thing. It's just retreading things we literally just saw. Like, wow, Inuyasha's dad was powerful. Imagine that. Oh no, Inuyasha, you're not powerful enough for this. What are you doing? Never mind. You are powerful enough for this because you defeated him. And this isn't like any like uh, the other arcs where like oh Inuyasha has to learn like a new power or something to to fight this thing. He just does his normal stuff. Right. <laughs> Nothing real new here. Yeah, I think this is like the first time outside the series that we see, which obviously outside the series, but um, like he really does the backlash wave. Yeah, which he had just learned in the series, so yeah, it wouldn't have been too that like outside the the norm or anything. Uh, but yeah, like this is, it sure is a film. It sure is a film. Mm-hmm. Um, the the art is noticeably worse. It, it is very different. You can definitely tell this is a different team that worked on this, most notably because like Inuyasha was a long-standing series that was continuously yep. going, and they couldn't necessarily pull those people off of that to work on this because they're working at the exact same time, so... They would have just gotten a different team to work on this. So a lot of the character designs, or like the character faces and like the way they animate, all look a little bit different than what you would normally expect from the the TV series. Which is a little bit weird, considering you usually go to like the like films to see like a oh, better animation and all that sort of stuff, and you right. really don't get that here. <laughs> no, you don't. Like the series looks way more like lovely. Lovely. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that sentence. It's just a prettier series than the movie was. Um, yeah. Everything's too angular in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why everybody's so angular. Gotta love those angles. <laughs> do, do I? <laughs> Apparently. Uh, so, yeah. This is indeed a film. This film came out on December 15th, 2001 in Japan. It was released on September 7th, 2004 in the United States. Wow, so I, we're coming up on like 20 years almost since I probably watched this. Yeah, basically. Wow. I don't know if that was like, uh, this is like the US release was like when they put it on TV or if they released it on home video first. This does not go into that, but it would have had to been one or the two considering just how you know they released anime at the time. I mean... I would tell you how I watched it, but I can't say it. Illegally. No, no. We're not saying that on, on, on the recording. <laughs> I am a very legal person who's never done anything illegal in my life. You just got onto your pirate ship and sailed the seas. Yes, I I, I You obtained... watched it in 30 parts on YouTube. <laughs> I Was YouTube even a thing? I don't think YouTube No, but like, that's how like a lot of people watch anime. Is like, it's oh. cut up into like three parts for an episode. It's like, right. here you go, 10 minutes each. <laughs> Um, I I obtained a method of watching it on real player, <laughs> and it was like a postage stamp on your screen. Yeah, it sounds about right. Honestly, I mean, this is the same person who like found an imported version of Battle Royale that would work on my DVD player, and then like did a screening on my like 13 inch TV. Nice. Um, to a bunch of people in my high school, so um, you know. Nerd stuff finds a way. That is that is true. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, so yeah. 
I don't think we do. We really have to go through the entirety of the story of this movie because there's not a whole lot to this. There's story, let's not be real. a lot. There's a moth guy, Mothman, but not really Mothman. His name is Menomaru. Menomaru. He's a demon who loves moths, and he's got his two little moth gals with him, or whatever. And essentially, like you said, he's mad because Inuyasha beat his dad, and now he wants to get revenge and unleash his father's powers, which have laid dormant because they were sealed away by Inuyasha's father. And once he's able to do that, he could be gets, basically gets to become his dad, but more powerful. And that's how he's going to take over the world and defeat Inuyasha. That's your story. Also, there's some weird underlying like anti-China stuff going on here. It's very weird. <laughs> like the whole time they're just like, oh, from the mainland. The mainland. Um, and like acting like really weird about it. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Uh. They fight a scorpion in the very beginning, and like they're like, "Whoa, this new insect thing called a scorpion!" <laughs> <laughs> and they and they beat up a scorpion. Except Kirara gets poisoned and then turns into an evil version of Kirara. Oh no! How dare this? This I feel like this movie is only meaningful or not meaningful, but like important because this is like the only time we will get to see Moroku use the wind tunnel constantly throughout this film and actually get to use it. <laughs> Because and not have no bees. bees. There's no bees anywhere to come and thwart him. <laughs> and somehow the scorpions don't mess with him. Yeah, he's just like, like, like you, oh, cool, whatever. <laughs> you would think the scorpions would bother him because they also are poisonous, venomous, poisonous. Yes. Well, I mean, we've already established that too. Right. Like Kirara gets messed up. Mm-hmm. But he's like, all right, we're good. I don't know. Consistency. That's it. <laughs> consistency. No consistency here. Shippo um, just gets left around a lot. Yeah, poor Shippo gets left a lot. Um, the Shomer just like shows up occasionally for no yeah. reason. <laughs> He's literally just here to be like in the movie, and that's it. Just have a cameo or two. Like he shows up in the very beginning. It's just like, what's up? The gals try it... and fight him, and he's like, "Why? <laughs> Done. Why?" <laughs> Yeah, you don't um, there's just random shots of him, Ren, and uh, Jockin walking around that have no meaning whatsoever. Jockin does have a flamethrower at one point, though. That's pretty cool. That's it. And then he shows up and talks to Kikio at one point, and basically the whole entire thing is, hey, I want to kill Inuyasha. Okay, later, bye. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really, really weird. It's like, why are you even here? Besides like it- the fact that they want to put you on the cover. Yeah, hundred percent. Like even like Kikio's role in this movie is completely meaningless as well because she yep. just shows up to be like, "Hey, Kagome, go home." And then also, "Oh no, my souls are being stolen from me." Woe is me. She yells hard enough to throw Kagome into a well at one point, which is that's it. Somewhat impressive, but also like you could have just used the fact that like. Kagome was feeling awful about what happened for her to go back without having yeah. the whole like dumb love triangle come up oh. again. <laughs> again, it was so dumb. Uh, the whole like Inuyasha shows up for Kagome is like, "Oh, are you you by yourself? You by yourself? Anyone else here?" She's like, "Oh, you're looking for Kikyo, aren't you?" And then like. Constantly just thinking about them kissing and like, oh my god, you guys are stupid. 
They, hey, I mean, to be fair, I guess, like, they really wanted to market this thing as, like, this is the big storyline we're going for. And, like, I guess people had to have ate it up because they kept going to it regardless. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I I obviously have mentioned, like, I've watched this series multiple times. Like, I, I'm, I would consider myself a fan of Inuyasha. But um, as I have gotten older, I'm like, yo, this is obnoxious and completely useless and actually is a hindrance to a story that could have been very very good yeah um i think they could have just cut out the whole love triangle nonsense and the story would have been so much better for it yeah but you gotta have drama (laughs) drama and then you throw in um heck What's that dude's name? Why am I la- heck. blanking in the same? The wolf boy. Koga. Koga. Throw him into this whole gross yeah, mix, too. Where is too. he? <laughs> Why didn't he get to show up? <laughs> Probably just running somewhere. So he just shows up and he's like, hey, it's me, Koga. Anyways, gotta go. Bye. <laughs> and then he makes the cover, too. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, like, Sesamaro like, you... is prominently featured on this cover, as is Kikio. Yeah. They are in this movie for, like, a combined five minutes. Jockin, too. Good lord. Oh, look. Moroku is actually using the wind tunnel on the cover. <laughs> they had to do that because it's the only time he's able to do it. Nice. <laughs> They're like, we gotta, we gotta really show this off. <laughs> he's useful. Let's go. Um,. He does also almost get murdered at the beginning because uh, he he catches uh, he he catches um, help me names. He catches who? His 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 wife. Songo. Songo, thank you. Why am I blanking on names? This You've been sucks. up very early today. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Um. He catches Songo and she's like, "Yay, they saved me!" And he's just feeling the butt, and which is weird again because like. I don't think they've really dove into that portion of his side or like his side of his character in a good while in like the actual series. No, they haven't. They've kind of and the fact that he goes up to the the two gals is like, oh, would you would you do me the honor of having my babies? And it's like he hasn't done that in a while to anybody. It almost feels like they kind of like want to use this as like a starting point for people to get into the series because there's all like there is a like a recap of the series thing thus far in the very beginning of this film. Oh, you're to, like, right. Catch you up. So like this, they probably were using this as like, hey, this is a starting off point if you want to get into the series, and then start watching it on television as airing. That makes total sense. Yeah. So then you get a general idea of like who these characters kind of are. Right. Um. But again, like. He's, he's, I'm not going to say he gets over but that. he's been doing he never better. But also, you, like, he's been this doing movie better. was probably in production around the time, like, when he was still early on in the series, like, at, coming into the speak. series of the character. So, like, they're probably just like, let's just use this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they don't know that his weakness is being <laughs> yeah. dead. Naraku, who's that? <laughs> never met him. <laughs> 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 oh man um yeah we we definitely have this uh this this moth boy mm-hmm. um also there's so much mioga in this yeah 
Where's Myoga Where on the cover? Oh, hang on. Let's take a look here. Oh, there he is. I see him. He's next to Kagome's head. Well, there you go. He made the cover. <laughs> I'm proud of him. Um, this is like the most that he's ever in he's anything. Like, Lord Inuyasha, I'm here to uh, help you out. I mean, to be fair, he, he does run get away. tied to Inuyasha. <laughs> I just know him for point, running so. away all the time. That's all my character is in this movie. <laughs> I will tell you a story <laughs> that I want to run away all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. his character generally. But like I said, this time he gets tied to Inuyasha, so he gets more screen time because that he can't true. run away. <laughs> um. Wow. I'm trying to think of where we even start here. I mean, I guess we, we have basically to start have like we've covered a good chunk of this film. I feel like already that's that's how it kind of is. Like basically, we get the whole like drama with the Mothman. And, you know, he lures Inuyasha into his, like, realm because he cap captures Kagome and then basically tricks Inuyasha into using the, the Tetsaiga on the, the thingy that holds all the power that had been... The claw. dormant. Right? Or or was it a tooth? I... It was something yeah. from his dad that was keeping the seal intact. And, and he, he needed, like, they needed the, the Tetsaiga to destroy out. it in order to release the power, essentially. And that's basically what he does, like... I'm gonna make you think you killed me, but really I'm just making you break the seal. Ha ha ha, you fool. And now a big uh, tree's gonna grow, and now I'm gonna get into this bubble <laughs> and suck up all of everyone's souls. This big purple and, bubble. And the whole time I'm just like, tree. I already saw this as a storyline in Naruto, so like this is nothing new. <laughs> was it with no, a lot too? But there was a huge tree, it sucked up everyone, except like it basically cocooned them to the tree and put them into like a dream world where like it was like you're like your biggest desires would be let would be able to be lived in that dream world essentially, so it'd make you not want mm. to leave. So that's mm. kind of what the the idea for that was. I see. Um, also, at one point, uh, Kagome gets like taken over by yeah. Mothman. Essentially, at first she doesn't, but then somehow she does. And she she attacks uh what's her face Yi Yi Kaede Kaede and then she shoots Inuyasha and th she th she thinks she kills him essentially well first gravely she, like, wounds him she clawed him on the bridge first and then she's like yelling at herself like no go away right away I from can't me. control myself and like I'm just deadpan shooting you that um. and also probably doesn't help the case that like when he first sees her he's like Kikyo. Because of course he would. Yep. Nope. Big no. dumb energy. Definitely Kagome, but yeah, the she she blap blaps him into a tree and and then she's like, oh, I'm so sad. And then Kikio runs and is like, go away, go home, <laughs> get out of here, go on, get. And then she goes home and she learns that, or she learned earlier that like, oh, if this dude takes over all the souls and everything because of the connection between the different time periods, you're like, oh, your time period is going to become an everlasting winter. Also, and, the well will like grow up. Yeah. And then she goes home and it's winter and her grandpa and brother are praying to the tree. And, and then her, her mom, mom takes like <laughs> hours to bring coats. <laughs> to bring coats. <laughs> real good and the whole time she's just like I'm real sad here I'm very sad and everyone's just like oh uh, okay I guess you're sad anyways let me get you a coat 
we're going to pray to the well. Or not the well, the tree. The tree. the sacred tree. Yep. And then she, she leans against the tree and she hears Inuyasha. And they talk to each other with their tree phone. <laughs> <laughs> this is the affections uh, across time right here. Yes, by the way, exactly. In case you need to know. And then she shoots the well and destroys all the the, the tree roots coming through and is able to go back. Yeah, because Inuyasha through the tree phone is like, have you have you tried an arrow? Yeah, just we, shoot it. <laughs> have you have you tried that? Um, and then she does try that and she and blows, blows him up. up. And he's like, well, you didn't have to do that. And she's like, you told me to do that. <laughs> what are you doing? Um, and yeah, then they go Shippo's they go off like, to fight. Don't argue. No. Yeah, this is not the time for argument. We gotta go. And then they go off to fight the Mothman, which meanwhile, like Moroku and Sango have been fighting off the the underlings the whole time. Yep. And eventually, they're able to to win because uh, Moroku's uh, opponent has the wind tunnel because she took it from him or like copied it essentially. Yeah, she can copy it. And then she stabbed her her hand. It was like I'm gonna make a bigger wind tunnel. And then she just sucks herself up. And then Moroku's like, "Well, that's gonna be my future sometime." So, anyways. <laughs> Not going to think about that any further. And then Sango has to will uh, Kirara back to her side, and she's able to do so, and chops that chops her opponent in half with her boomerang, which was real cool. It was the best thing in this entire movie. Hands down, that was the best part of the movie. It was so good. It was really good. It was wild because Kirara was like, I'm going to bang my head against the wall repeatedly. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me say this, but I was like, oh, Kirara is pulling a Maxwell. <laughs> I did hear that. And you're right. Concussion um, time. <laughs> um, but Kirara's spell is broken because Sango cries on her. Yep. And then she just cuts that lady in half. in half. And the lady's like, oh, I'll be fine. And then her soul gets sucked up. She's like, no. And it's just Why both her parts just fall me? to the ground. <laughs> And then Baroku's like, oh, hey, what's up? How's how's your fight go? <laughs> hey, Kirara's back. Sweet. Not having I I, any trauma or anything here. I'm fine. I think at one point he, like, picks up her boomerang at some point in the movie, and he's like, holy crap, this is heavy. What? How did you hold this all the time? Yeah, he does. It's great. <laughs> it's real good. It's real good. Um, And then Kagome and Inuyasha basically combine their powers together to defeat the big man because, like, Kagome's able to, like, shoot an arrow at at this this dude and like cuts off one of his wings she's like oh i guess i could just use this as a way to break the defenses and then they just use their powers together and they defeat the enemy well Mioga told them to use their powers together the one time he's useful yeah um and so she uses the arrow and inuyash at the same time backlash waves and then that's it <laughs> like this this dude gets to be a big enemy for like five minutes and then he's dead yep and he's yep. like, all right, cool. See you later. I like that the the wiki for this at one point made the same joke that I did. That it says, uh, Kagome begins to tell him not to move because he'll open his wounds, but Inuyasha walks over to Kagome, embraces her tightly to him, thus the name affections touching across time. Whoa. Whoa. Ski whoa. <laughs> Yep, and he's like, I need you. Haven't you realized that yet? And it's like, no, because you're a f***ing moron, and you don't ever indicate that. Yeah. You're too um, caught up in a dead girl. <laughs> and then, like, she she takes him back to the present time, and they hang out by the tree, and she's like, oh, how, what did you like about the food I made? Because she made food for them earlier, and he apparently only liked cup ramen. She's like, he's like, oh, I love these pickled radishes or something. And she's like, yep. you mother. <laughs> Sit. 
And he's like, what did I, but it was good. <laughs> um, also something uh, that was funny is that her mom not only took hours to bring back coats, but she also at one point when Kagome was getting ready to go back is like, oh, here's your uniform and it's in a package yeah. for some she reason. She gives her the school uniform like, oh, no one's going to know who you are without this. It's like, what? She's also, been there multiple times with different clothes before. Yeah, and why is it in a package? We just didn't want to animate her in a different outfit. I mean, that's fair. Especially not during a fight. It's true. Um, they uh They do like a bit of like montage in the credits of like, here's what everyone was doing after the film story. Um, so like, Seshimaru and his gang are walking around. Uh... Kikyo's recovering. They rebuild the well. Uh, Shippo gets a flower from from girl we don't know yet. We will know next episode. Yep. Uh, Brudda and Grandpa got sick because they were outside in the snow for like 30 hours. (laughs) Waiting for coats. Yeah. Inuyasha comes to see Kagome working on math and he's like, I don't know how to help you. Yeah. We see Hojo. Yeah. He's just here. Apparently, says he's giving her flowers. I don't think those were flowers. That was like a hockey stick. Yeah, that looked like a hockey stick. That was not flowers. But Hojo was there. Yeah, she goes to McDonald's. Whack Donald's, please. And then Shippo hangs out with the gals in the hot springs for some reason. And um, Moroku is curving. And then Inuyasha sees Kaede. Moroku's like, well, I'm going to see some looks here. And he's like, oh, just kidding. It's Kaede. He's like, no. Inuyasha's betrayed. But yeah, that's the film. We got some production notes, some trivia, some trivia and goofs. If you want to learn about those. Okay, let's go. Uh, Let's see here. The movie stands far enough in the series that Rin is already with Seshimaru and Inuyasha masters the backlash wave. So after episode 54, but not far enough for Kikyo to have lost her bitterness over her death, which cut her from the flow of time. Spoilers. Spoilers. Seshimaru also doesn't have the Tokijin. I don't know what that is either. Despite Inuyasha having mastered the backlash wave, likely never. Oh, that's the other sword he got, right? Yep. Okay, so I do know that. It's just been a while. Been a while. Been a while. Uh, Kagome wears the apron with the Pio Pio symbol, which comes from Rumiko Takahashi's second major work, My Son Ikako, used by protagonist Kyoko Otanashi, but in pink color. Cool. It's a good reference. I just saw Moroku sucks, and I was like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah, Moroku just sucks. <laughs> Uh, Moroku sucks in several scorpions sum- summoned by Hari during the movie, but doesn't suffer the effects of the poison even from the massive demonic scorpion from the beginning of the film. Yeah, he's like that you. big that big scorpion as well. And he's like, no, I'm fine, whatever. Thank you, thank you, trivia, for pointing out the thing that I was worried about. It's true. the uh, The sick commands are shown to bury Inuyasha further in the ground, depending on how intense Kagome's emotions are. Makes sense. The Hiri, Hirai Kotsu, which is the boomerang, is shown to be much heavier yep. than Sango makes it look as Moroku lost his balance trying to pick it up. There you go. That was the part you were mentioning. Yes. Uh, the sacred tree is shown to be able to allow telepathic contact between eras. The phone. Apparently. And then Satsuki made a cameo in the end of credits, which I'm guessing is the lady that Shippo was giving flowers to. Correct. Who we will meet next episode. Correct. <laughs> uh, goose. There are two scenes where the ribbon on Kagome's uniform has the design we see in Inuyasha, the final act. The first one is after Inuyasha uses her hand- handkerchief as a bandage. The ribbon can be seen in the middle and also at the sides. The other scene is where they are fighting Mim- Minamaru in, a- in his father's grave, which there's also a shot in which we see the lines on the sides, but the ribbon was left uncolored. <laughs> Oops. Is the ribbon design different in-, in... I guess so. 
Maybe because like she gets a different ribbon because she's like an older or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't ask me. This is me theorizing. So, um, and then when Kagome attacks Inuyasha at the bridge and it collapses, as Inuyasha falls, his necklace colors are inverted. The beads are white and the magatama are purple. Oops. Oops. They done goofed. But yeah, that is it. That's this movie. In a nutshell. Uh, what are we talking about next time? Because I forgot. We talked about this last time we talked about Inuyasha, but because we did a preview. But yes. Uh, next time, we will be discussing Season 3, Episode mm-hmm. 1, or Episode 55, entitled The Stone Flower and Shippo's First Love, which we're going to meet this Satsuki character. Yep. So that's what we will be doing next time, and then I don't well I don't remember anything about the preview for this episode because it's been a while, and we'll just learn about it regardless. So maybe we'll get a bit of a recap, hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> when we start this episode. Hopefully. So yeah, that's what we'll be doing next time. But for now, if you'd like more from us, head on over to SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com or SAC.Cools, where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts, like the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to Anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at Anime Checkup. You can buy our books, One Shiny Moment, a critical analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. So join us next time as Shippo gets something to do besides getting left behind. Yay!